Today, Matt Walsh gets hacked and the leftist media celebrates. BuzzFeed News is dead. Hmm, wonder why. And Democrats vote against protecting women. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. And yesterday, Matt Walsh returned to Twitter after being hacked by an unknown activist who posted racial slurs and other incoherent ramblings under his account. The hacker also gained unfettered access to 20 years worth of emails and several of Matt's email accounts, which, of course, leftist reporters were immediately salivating over. One of those Reporters Del Cameron from the website Wired.com actually went so far as to ask the hacker for these illegally obtained materials. You can see right here he posted, uh, prove me wrong, kids. Send Matt Walsh DMs to Del Cameron at Wired.com. Later on, he said, spoke with the hacker who says he's compromised Matt Walsh's account and who was able to supply some convincing proof they'd gained access to his personal email account. Story to come. Yes, I'm sure anxious to finally take Matt Walsh down by finding something, anything off color, he said 20 years ago and pretending to be offended by it. He ended up publishing his puff piece on the hacker who provided him with loads of Matt's personal information, including personal tax forms and private email conversations dating back to 2014 and was subsequently suspended from Twitter for a violation of their distribution of hacked materials policy. And of course, instead of having any level of moral integrity, any humility, any ability to reflect on his own wrongdoing, he couldn't help but make himself out to be the victim. Wired, his own company, tweeted out, We learned Wednesday afternoon that senior reporter Del Cameron's Twitter was permanently suspended after he reported on Matt Walsh's Twitter account being hacked. Neither Dell's story nor his Twitter feed contained hacked materials. We do not believe his account violated Twitter's policy. We have not received any further explanation from Twitter, and our attempts to reach Twitter's press office were met with the customary poop emoji. We ask that the account be reinstated and that Twitter provide an explanation. Interestingly, they failed to mention that he, in fact, solicited illegally obtained and hacked materials, which, as I said earlier, directly violates Twitter policy. It wasn't the reporting on the hack. It was the solicitation of the illegally obtained materials. But what else would you expect from the lying leftist fake news media? Well, as for Matt, he has vowed harsh legal action against the hacker and the insider who helped him gain access to Matt's personal information. He tweeted out yesterday, over the last year, my family has been harassed, threatened, doxxed, and now we can add hacked to the list. Apparently, the hacker had an insider who gave him access to my phone. A lot we still don't know, but we're finding out and there will be consequences. I have also made note of the members of the media who openly solicited stolen information from my phone. There will be consequences there too. Fortunately, we can afford very good lawyers. And in an effort to avoid using the swear jar this earlier, this early in the program, I will just say, that, my friends, is what I believe they call F around and find out. Here to discuss this and more, we have Alex Stein, host of Primetime with Alex Stein, which you should be subscribed to on YouTube. Make sure that you are subscribed to. Listen, I can't promise you're going to see things that are like you want your pastor to know that you're watching, but it is funny. I'll take that. Yes, okay. it is, it's a little <laughs> X-rated sometimes, but uh you know, it's uh, different than anything else on the internet, so please watch. It is, it is, and it's 
hilarious. We also have Caden Lopez back with us, uh, one of the hosts of the KGB show, uh, the K in KGB. I should say. Thanks for having me back. I know the B was here yesterday. Yeah, the B. The G was here a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have you. One day we need to have you all at the same time. Yeah, we need an extra chair. Huh? Yeah, it, it will make we got much that. more sense. We, have, we, we do. We'll we'll get you covered on that. Um, so, it's just fascinating to me that the same leftist media who felt so sorry for Hunter Biden. Oh, no, he was so drugged up. He was so drunk. He was so cracked out when he went and turned in his laptop that it's not his fault that that this laptop got, you know, uh, exposed, leaked, even though he did sign a policy that if he abandoned his property, it would no longer be his property, even though we're talking about illegal acts, right? Compromising acts, illegal acts that are being exposed somehow now. It's awesome that Matt Walsh's personal private information was illegally obtained and sent to this reporter. I realize the reporter didn't post a screenshot. He just described in detail what it was. Well, you know, you see his tweet blows on dice. Like, he's so lucky to get this information. And yeah. what, is, what is he going to do with it? You know, I guess I guess, really and sadly, I think what he wants is somebody to go to his house and rough up his family or rough up him. Like, that, that's why Tucker Carlson, my biological stepfather or actual biological dad, neither here nor there, he had to move. Because, Wait, how is one a biological stepfather? Well, because I, I want him to claim stepfather, but he is my biolog biological dad, but he will <laughs> not give me DNA to test that. That's neither here nor there. This is serious, Alex. My point is that they actually want people going to your door mm -hmm. knocking on they it do. and saying F you and this is very clear that that's what they wanted to do they want there to be they want physical violence a lot of these transgender attacks you see now people are getting more violent that these people on the left they really want the violence they want the BLM summer to happen all over again yeah they, and, and I can attest to that personally I've had my information uh, exposed my address exposed where people go gee it would be a shame if people just showed up to and then posted my entire address on the internet for Antifa to you know show up and to Alex's point what what purpose would they yeah. have for showing up other than to harass or threaten you with violence yeah, I mean, we see how effective Matt Walsh has been over the past couple months. I mean, he's been in the Tennessee State House actually getting stuff done. That's why he got hacked. Mm -hmm. All right, it's to find anything that might possibly discredit him. But as we know, there's been a lot of great people over time, even if there is something bad that comes out, that, you know, have done a bad thing or two. Does that discredit right. anything they've said? Right. No, it doesn't. He's right. been a genuine actor in the conservative movement, and everything he said um, has been correct. So... I think the attempt to discredit him is, you know, like he said, he's going to press legal charges, um, but he won't be taken down. I yeah. mean, he's he's a good actor. He seems like a genuine good human being. He's a Catholic guy, you know, has a good family. So I don't think they'll be able to uh, take these emails and discredit him in any kind of way. I mean, especially when, you know, again, this is illegally obtained material. So you're committing a crime in order to expose someone or take someone down. I just think that in itself just can't be taken seriously, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, they're going to go unpunished. We can't yeah. expect the legal system to be on our side at all at this point because we don't, you know, own any part of the actual politics um, with us not having majorities anywhere. The legal system isn't going to help us out. So it's, Matt Matt can, you know, put up a effort, yeah. but what's really going to happen, they're probably going to brush it off. Well, I hope not, but, I you know, it's, it's fascinating um, because this, the hacker, 
-hmm. He claimed in this article, this puff piece on this, oh my good, what did, what did he call himself? Doomsday or something. Um, this hacker said that he was just bored. That was his, that was his excuse. Oh, I was just bored. But I don't think that that's the case because as he also said, he needed an insider. He had an insider that he was working with who gave him access to Matt's, I don't know if it was his phone number or his, uh, what, what it was in his phone, but he was working closely with an insider. That doesn't sound like, oh, I was just randomly bored and I decided to hack someone's phone. That sounds like a, a very well thought out plan. Yeah, and Matt confirmed that in right. his tweet. So, I mean, obviously this was a quote unquote inside job. Somebody knew that they had access and they leaked it to the wrong people. And that's another thing, you know, Matt Walsh is a polarizing figure that there probably are people that are want to work for him because they need to make a living, but secretly they don't have, they don't share his politics. So the idea of somebody leaking it, like the reason why I go back to the sinister nature of it, it's not like he's just leaking a phone number so people can crank call him and be like, oh, your you know, refrigerator's running or something. Mm -hmm. no, they literally want people to go scare him and intimidate him by having that information out so that he has to maybe move or that he just lives in constant fear. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to switch to, you know, we're talking about this amazing journalisming mm -hmm. done by uh, Wired.com. Let's switch over to more amazing journalisming done by BuzzFeed, who... Mm, I have bad news for you guys. What? BuzzFeed is shutting down BuzzFeed News because it is not able to turn a profit and they're laying off 15% of their employees or about 180 people across all of their divisions. RIP BuzzFeed News. It's really sad stuff. That's where I get all my news. All your news Everything comes from BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed News. Yes. It's just fascinating because, you know, they launched in 2011 um, and they took the evolution, the journalistic evolution that they took. And I seem to recall uh, another company who launched in the same year. Oh, that's right. This company right here who is like, we're just expanding because we did things the right way and we don't lie to people. Um, so I feel like that helps when you're trying to build uh, some sort of a news organization, a news website. I think it helps to like actually tell the truth. Well, and it was a short time ago when The Onion was like one of the biggest satire sites. And there was a time when BuzzFeed was everywhere. You couldn't even look at your feed. I mean, BuzzFeed was just everywhere. And to see them fall, and then you see, you know, Babylon B is dominating. The Blaze is doing well. We just added a new show with Dave Landau and Quarter Black Garrett. I'm just saying, you know, you see us growing and then them dying. I think the cultural shift where people are realizing, hey, a lot of this liberal leftist propaganda is not entertaining. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not just BuzzFeed, right? We've seen CNN Plus. God, they lasted, what, a whole 31 yeah. Days. Not even, I don't think. Uh, yeah, and, and regular CNN, their viewers are just plummeting. I mean, we're seeing this all across leftist media. Yeah, BuzzFeed in their prime basically lived off just clickbait mm -hmm. titles yes. and whatnot. And I think people kind of got tired of that. Yeah. And when The reason places like this are on the come up and just doing so well over time is because they're genuine. When they say things, they mean it. They're not doing things with malintent, which... That's what BuzzFeed lives off of. So um, It's fascinating, too. I, I just was, as we were talking about this, I just recalled that BuzzFeed was the one who published the Steele dossier before they were able to even <laughs> prove that any of it was true, uh, get any sort of you know, credibility for it. And they were the one to publish it. This just seems like a whole lot of karma that now BuzzFeed News is shutting down. Well, I... Hold on, moment of silence. Okay, that's enough. No, that's enough. No, okay. no, no, no. It was just a...
I am no, sad. I mean, now where am I going to get my news? I mean, what the heck? I don't know. I'm really. I don't know. You could try a program called The News and Why It Matters. Yeah, but I mean, the bla- I mean, the buzz is just it's just so inaccurate that I love it. You know what I mean? I just love <laughs> fake news. I'm just addicted to it. No, and I think you're right with that Steele dossier. I mean, that was the biggest lie. And we talk about QAnon, obviously, is crazy, but BlueAnon, the leftist, you know, version of conspiracy world. Steel dossier, they just basically reinforced all of that weird conspiracies that all the people believe on the left. So, yeah, bye-bye, BuzzFeed. Yeah, you bye-bye. Suck. You're worse than any conspiracy theorist out there. And now, BuzzFeed, we can uh, dedicate the Ralph Wiggum meme to you today. I'm a journalism! <laughs> mm, that didn't work out well for you, BuzzFeed. Um, all right, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So, uh, Patriot Mobile is, look, we talk about participating in the parallel economy all the time. It's necessary because uh, this woke ideology is infecting companies at the highest level. So Big Mobile, they've been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we just had to take it because another option didn't exist. Well, it does with Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They have nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you are going to get the best possible service in your area without knowing that a portion of your money that you pay each month is actually being donated to left-leaning causes that are working to destroy this country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're going to support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our military, veterans, and first responder heroes, and they do have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team. It's going to make switching very easy. You can go to patriotmobile.com news. It is patriotmobile.com news. <laughs> getting my channel just completely removed. So this is the part of the program where I'm supposed to tell you guys to, uh, you know, we like a gentle tapping here at the News and Why It Matters. We like it We like it rough sometimes too, but however you want to tap the like button, go ahead and tap the like button, uh, subscribe to the show on YouTube, um, and comment. And I want you to do all of those things. But here's the thing. Um, Literally 30 minutes before we came on to to film this program, I received three notifications in a row that I have gotten strikes on my YouTube channel for telling you guys the truth about biological males who are mentally ill and consider themselves to be females. In particular, one who went and shot up a bunch of children. So I actually don't know how much longer we're going to be here on YouTube. I would love to stay with you guys for as long as, as possible, but... I'm just telling you, if you have the funds to do so, I would highly suggest uh, investing in a Blaze TV subscription. You can save $10 when you sign up for a year using promo code NEWS, and you can do that over at blazetv.com. This is genuinely like, I, 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 you guys know this. Every day, I try to encourage you guys to, to watch on YouTube, and I joke, I joke about the freeloading thing, but I, I totally, it's, I, I get it. It's a crazy economy. We're living in Joe Biden's economy, the Joe Biden era. I totally get it. Um, but the, the leftist social media censorship is very real and it's very scary. Um, I'm actually shocked that this guy still has a YouTube channel at all. So I'm just saying I'm trying to provide the truth for you guys, but uh, the social media giants other than Elon Musk are not allowing me to get that message out to you. Now I have several episodes that you can literally never see on YouTube ever again. Mm -hmm. Um, So just, again, make sure that you can watch us anytime, all of our episodes over at blazetv.com. So I want to get into this 
Hunter Biden's story. So there is an IRS supervisory agent who is now a whistleblower who is claiming that the Biden administration is obstructing the investigation into Hunter Biden. Uh, this agent is now seeking whistleblower protections. Uh, there is a letter that his attorney sent to nine high-ranking members of Congress that um, he is an, a career IRS criminal supervisory special agent who has been overseeing the ongoing and sensitive investigation of a high-profile controversial subject since early 2020. It says that it is Hunter Biden who is the high-profile subject and that the whistleblower disclosures would uh, contradict sworn testimony to Congress by a senior political appointee, involve failure to mitigate clear conflicts of interest in the ultimate disposition of the case, and detail examples of preferential treatment and politics improperly infecting decisions and protocols that would normally be followed by career law enforcement professionals in similar circumstances if the subject were not politically connected. Now, um, just as a refresher, he is currently, they say he's under investigation. Apparently, he's not very much under investigation for tax-related crimes and for making a false statement on his ATF form uh, when purchasing a firearm. Now, the White House has responded. They, Of course, they're like, that's not true. Of course, that's not happening. Uh, White House spokesman Ian Sams told uh, Fox News earlier today, since he took office and consistent with his campaign promise that he would restore the independence of the Justice Department, you know, the same Justice Department who's banging down the doors of pro-life activists who dare go and pray outside of an abortion clinic, you know, the same Justice Department who, uh, un in an unprecedented manner, raided the home of a former president over BS documents, that Justice Department, totally independent, not weaponized at all. And when it comes to decision-making and criminal investigations, President Biden has made clear that this matter would be handled independently by the Justice Department under the leadership of a U.S. attorney appointed by former President Trump, free from any political interference by the White House. I am sure that that has happened. Well, everybody needs to Google Hunter Biden FBI cocaine rental car. And Hunter Biden was actually caught abandoning, abandoning a rental car that had cocaine and crack in it. And the FBI knew it. And they knew that the chain of command that Hunter Biden was the last person to interact with this car. And they didn't do anything. They chose not to charge him. So the FBI, if cocaine possession is a literal felony. So obviously we know he's committing tax fraud by the money that he's getting from his Burisma dealings in the Ukraine, working for energy companies that he has no experience for. So yeah, the idea that he's laundering money, welcome to Obviousville, but you just look at Hunter Biden, he's always going to get a pass. It's, it doesn't matter. I would think that even if he murdered somebody... If it was like vehicular drunken manslaughter or whatever, I think he would even get a pass on that because he's so, you know, powerfully connected. Mm -hmm. I agree, Caden. Yeah, it'll stay that way. Nothing's going to happen. We don't have the justice system on our side. Same thing with Matt Walsh suing. Like, hopefully he gets what he deserves back from the hack deal. But nothing is on our side. You, they brought Trump to trial. They mm -hmm. raided his house. We're not going to win in this system. So I guess... I don't, I don't know what we can really do. Um, like with the Clinton stuff, Trump said, you know, in the debates in 2016, he was like, yeah, if I was president, you'd be in prison. Mm -hmm. Not in prison. No. Mm -hmm. Like when, when is all this going to really happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just frustrating because, you know, we really are like this is a banana republic when you're talking about a two-tiered justice system, uh, a justice system in which, you know, if someone like me lied on my ATF form, if someone like me committed these crimes that uh, you know Hunter Biden is being accused of, 
I, they put me through the ringer. I mean, you had grandmas waving their flags, uh, you know, their American flags inside the Capitol being led in by police who are being denied due process. So it's just very frustrating when you talk about the left who constantly, constantly wants to tell you, this is a threat to democracy. This is a threat to, we love democracy. Democracy is the most important thing we could ever have. And while we're not a democracy, we're a constitutional republic, um, I, I just, I, it's just frustrating because it's like, if you care so much about what you think is democracy, wouldn't you be a little concerned about this two-tiered system that we seem to have where the elites are held to different standards than the average person? Weren't you guys supposed to be like the 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 average person's party, the the you know, uh, the middle America party? And now it's just like, no, it's totally fine that the elites are running things and um, you know, letting themselves out of the same crimes that they would throw you in jail for. Well, it's a cliche, but the federal government is obviously very dysfunctional, and we say this all the time. If this is Donald Trump Jr., you would never hear the end of it. So, of course, the federal government is going to protect their own, but they're going to go after Donald J. Trump because there is some sort of deep state. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news and the tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists of the day, but there is an evil cabal of deep state people that don't have America's best interest in mind, and that's why people like Hunter Biden always get passes. That's why people like Hillary Clinton get a pass. That's why Bill Clinton gets a ride on the Lolita Express with Jeffrey Epstein 26 times. And Nobody ever even bats an eye. The mainstream media doesn't even cover it. So, you know, we just have a corrupt system. And you said the banana republic. Sadly, I think it is. But I'm also not in the opinion that we need to totally demolish the federal government. So I don't know. I don't know what system works. It's very hard. But I think it's, there's a cancer within it. And it started off as a good thing, but it's been, you know, infected. Yeah. Democracy works until it doesn't, right? <laughs> democracy only works as long as, you know, all the people participate. But if one person's like, okay, I'm taking power or, you know, this, this group of elitists, like you mentioned, then what? Mm -hmm. Like, no, what, are we going to vote them out of their yeah. powerful mm -hmm. situations? Mm -hmm. They can buy elections. Right. Yeah. And, right. The government, right. and the government only gets Not that stronger. they've, hold on, hold on. Yeah, not right. that they not ever that have, they've ever, that. never, that that's, that's never happened. All, they, they, they might be able to. Allegedly. Yeah, they might be able to. But, another video going it, right, exactly. That's, let's be clear. They're clearly after me right now. So mm -hmm. let me just, let me just say, 2020 uh, and the midterms and all, it, is, it was the safest and most secure election in the history, not Facts. just of this country, but of the world. Mm -hmm. Facts. And, you know, you look at the federal government, I think that we need to just keep on giving billions of dollars to the Ukraine and not help anybody here because that's, that's you know, in the best interest of the American people. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about the vote that happened on the House floor today to save women's sports. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Pure Health. So, uh, look, if you want to maybe ignite your metabolism, boost your energy, transform how you look and feel, you need to take care of your liver. Do you realize your liver is your body's master detoxifier? It performs like over 500 key functions in your body every day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins, man-made chemicals, alcohol, I'd know a little about that mm -hmm. and dangerous food additives and preservatives. And you look after, you know, it's, it's constantly detoxifying your body. It's going to slow down, become sluggish. And it might be why if you're struggling with weight gain, feeling tired all the time, this 
could be why. You need to try this. It's all natural. It's called Liver Health Formula, and it contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It's going to help restore your liver's detoxifying abilities, so then you can drink more wine again. That's why I take it, and you can go to getliverhelp.com slash news. By the way, uh, this is manufactured in the United States, not in China, so you know that you're mm-hmm. getting quality product. Go to getliverhelp.com slash news. You can get, like, five free uh, free gifts whenever you go there today. It is getliverhelp.com slash news. Representatives passed legislation today to protect women's sports leagues by banning male athletes who identify as female from competing. And of course, no surprise, zero Democrats voted in favor of the bill. Uh, This is called the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act of 2023, and it would amend Title IX uh, of the Education Amendments of 1972, such that recipients of federal financial assistance which operate sports leagues cannot permit a person whose sex is male to participate in an athletic program or activity that is designed for women and girls. Um, And uh, I want to play for you. This is Congresswoman Virginia Fox from North Carolina who uh, called out the Democrats for, I mean, you know, they're basically anti-woman now. Watch. The chair recognizes a gentlewoman from North Carolina, Ms. Fox. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I rise today in support of H.R. 734, the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Acts. The Democrats have gone to great lengths to call this bill extreme. The Democrats have gone to great lengths, being almost hysterical, to call this bill discriminatory. It's quite telling when the other party attempts to tear things down without offering an alternative vision. Democrats refuse to posit a reason for allowing biological men to compete in women's sports that comports with principles of athletic competition. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, I don't know how she got let in, but drunk Nancy Mm -hmm. also took to the floor to share her opposition to the bill. Watch. I stand here today in opposition to the legislation that is on the floor and listening carefully to the maker of the motion. He references a religious uh, context in his comments, and so will I then, following his lead. Mm. Uh, Yes, uh, uh, we are all God's children. Uh, We all have a spark of divinity in us and therefore are worthy of respect. And that spark of divinity that is within us insists that we respect it in others Mm. as well. Mm. So Mm. recognizing that we are all God's children, I rise in opposition to this legislation because trans, trans kids are all God's children, belong in sports, in schools, in books, in families, and on teams. Literally no one is saying that trans kids can't play sports. We're just saying it is unfair to girls and women to allow biological males to compete with these females. It's like, it's not hard. And 
first I think, are they this stupid that they don't get it? But then it's like, no, they're not stupid. They understand this. They're just weaponizing language against you so that if you say it's unfair to have a biological male competing against a bunch of women, they're going to say you don't respect trans people. It's like, it has nothing to do with respect. I respect the person. What I'm saying is this is a very clear fact. It is unfair and it does not protect women. Yeah. It disrespects sportsmanship. I mean, it right. disrespects, you see Riley Gaines, you know, who spent her whole life in a pool have, having to lose to Leah Thomas, so we know that they have an advantage. And it, it's kind of similar, like, when I think about this, uh, you know, protect trans kids movement. Yeah. I mean, really and truly, what rights do these kids not have? And my hero is a guy named Andy Kaufman, and he actually was, you know, at the forefront of creating an intergender league. That's what they need to do. They need to have their own trans league because... All these young girls, I mean, we were talking about respect. You have no respect for a young woman if you're going to let a biological boy compete against him because he's on hormones. It, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't look at it from the like regular sports perspective. If you take hormones or enhancers mm -hmm. or anything like that in any major sport, you're going to get in trouble. You're not going to be allowed to play. So, sure, maybe they're taking estrogen and it's you know lowering that t their testosterone. You're still taking drugs that you're not allowed to take when you play sports. Mm. But quite frankly, these trannies, I don't know if I can say that without you, you know. We'll find out. out. I don't know. But just accept you suck. Like you're not yeah. good enough to win in male sports, so you go over to women's sports. Just accept you suck. Mm -hmm. Well, right, because I mean, if so so let's follow their logic. They say trans women are women, mm -hmm. right? Which is not true, but let's just follow it for a second. So if trans women are women, then trans men are men. However, I don't see a bunch of biological females asking to participate in male sports. Why is that? Yeah, because they don't have an advantage doing so, so they don't benefit. It's like that South Park episode where the guy, you know, is a bodybuilder right. just crushing all the women. We've really become an actual cartoon. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. It's like everything is coming true that they forecasted now where the men are being, you know, scrutinized. Did they forecast it or what? did they think it was so preposterous that it would never happen? Well, and I, now it has. Well, the world's gone so weird. I think that we've, we've actually seen this for a long time. They call it like predictive programming where we've seen where they want to feminize men and then masculinize mm -hmm. women. So it's like, we can see it, but now it's just gotten to the point where, oh, you're 14, you're gonna commit suicide, all right, here's a mastectomy. Oh, here, let's cut off your penis. So it's just really taking this weird thing where maybe we kind of saw it, where we saw there's people transgender and people wearing the dress, but now it's like just this attack on children, and it's it, that's where it's really gotten so disgusting. Well, and sadly, I while I appreciate the House standing up for women and girls, uh, it's not going to go anywhere because, you know, yeah. we know it's going to the Senate where uh, the Senate will, I don't, I don't think that it's going to pass the Senate, but even if it did, the Biden administration has already released uh, a, an announcement, a statement that he will veto the legislation if it does pass, because as we know, he is very anti-woman in favor of mentally ill men. Um, I want to get to John Fetterman, speaking of Congress, who we, <laughs> we played him. His, his epic return to Congress where he got out of a car wearing baseball shorts and a giant uh, hoodie and like weirdly walked in. So he returned to Capitol Hill. This was an over two month hiatus. As we know, he was in getting inpatient treatment for depression and um, he was 
back at work yesterday as a leader of a sub. I, I cannot believe they made him a leader of a subcommittee. He is chairing a subcommittee to pass a farm bill. Um, let me just tell you, for those of you who are listening to um, audio podcasts and you can't see this, I want to make it very clear. He's reading off of cue cards, and this is how bad he was reading off of cue cards. Watch. I called to this hearing of the U.S. Senate Subcommittee and Food and Nutrition, Specialty Crops, Food. Organics, and Research to order. To order. <laughs> Chairwoman Stevenow. And ranking member Boozman, thank you so much for coming. I thank you for your leadership on this committee, and I look forward to working with you to pass a farm bill. The Eagles are better than the Eagles. This is, listen, people are going to call me, me mean for mocking him, but I don't know what else to do because they clearly are mocking the position by putting him in the position in the first place. Like, they don't have any respect for the position by putting this giant-headed, actually, his head is small, isn't it? Yeah, uh, too small for his body. Well, his double his double head, the goiter behind him, I think, is pretty giant. But uh, this vegetable in this position of power. Well, if you watch it, and I'm, I'm not a body language expert, but he looks scared to death. Like him just trying to read that subcommittee, like subcommittee. He didn't yeah, even, yeah. I mean, he just. To order. It's like when you're a student and like now you have to read from the book in front yeah. of the whole entire class. And you know, Fetterman's probably like, oh shit, I'm scared. And you can just kind of tell he was in front of the class and he's trying to read that. And he's like, um, Congressman Boozman. I mean, he doesn't even know how to. Know. He, he just, he has no charisma whatsoever so he has no brain yeah I mean, i'm more concerned about the brain i i would take non-charisma if you had a brain yeah but like even if you're the manager of a subway and you're like conducting a meeting you'd have a little more personality like oh, welcome to the subcommittee oh hey miss boozman hey i mean he's like hey miss boozman he doesn't even know her name he's just reading off a cue card i know like, there's I just know. no personal touch it's very sterile and like, it's almost like there's an earpiece and somebody's telling him you know yeah. working him from the inside yeah which again is like it's very sad that he had a stroke i yes. empathize with him for his medical condition. I also uh, would recommend that they not put him in, the, in this position of power in the first place. That's a great reason to not run him and not vote for him. The American people sat down and watched him give speeches and were like, yeah, this is our guy. Yeah. He was elected in by the American people. And the thing you say about, you know, the stroke, it's sad. I don't think people in the decision-making part of our country should be, uh, you know, in that bad physical state to yeah. where they would have a stroke. Like we need able-bodied people. You know, if your if your body doesn't work, your mind can't work very well either. And clearly, his isn't. I mean, I think that. Well, first of all, I've I've said before, like I would be in favor of age limits for Congress. Yeah. Um. I I just would. Uh. Sorry if that's ageist. I don't really care. But also, I think that like because I recall that they weren't releasing his full physical fitness and capabilities test. Um, they just released like a very short note that said like, oh yeah, he's fit to, you know, he's fit to serve. I think they all should provide some sort of documentation, lengthy documentation that you are fit to serve. Is that wrong? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, like, would there be some litmus type test, I guess, or, you know, I, you, I mean, so. yeah, I mean, I guess there should be some sort of like that you can function mentally, but... 
I mean, John Fetterman, it's clear, it's just very clear that he's suffering from some sort of cognitive issue. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just, he's just not all there. His, the lights what was are your on. Fir- what was your first clue, Alex? Well, I mean, it's just obvious that it's like neurological. It's deeper than like, you know, like the stroke kids had permanent damage. So they're trying to say, oh, well, he's depressed. He's probably depressed because his body's not functioning. Yeah. His brain's not working. Yeah. So there's a deeper underlying issue that's causing him to be depressed. And I think it's very simple that his cognitive decline is at such a point now where he can't function. He can't lead a committee, much less be a congressman or senator or any sort of a serious mm-hmm. politician. It's a joke. He couldn't even manage, uh, you know, 7-Eleven, much less be a politician. And if his wife cared about him, she would not be putting him in this position to begin with. I know with Joe Biden, it's elder abuse. With with John Fetterman, it's, you know, he's not an elder, I would say, but it certainly is abusive to do to him knowing that he is in the condition that he's in. Um, All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back. We should have said that point. He looks miserable, too. LinkedIn, of course, the uh, job recruiting website that allows you to try to solicit either you're looking for a new job or you are an employer looking for a new employee. Uh, They have implemented features that appear to let recruiters filter potential job candidates by their demographic characteristics. And uh, users can they can edit the demographic information on their profile, race, sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, because whenever I'm hiring someone, the, the biggest qualification I have is who do you like to sleep with? That always ends up turning out really well. Um, and you can change it, update it to reflect what you would like. But LinkedIn updated their Web page, explaining that the platform may use your personal demographic information in recruiting features to surface qualified members that may diversify the group of candidates displayed to recruiters who work for the companies with public commitments to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, They also said in an article last year that they created notifications when the male-to-female ratio in a given job search is unbalanced. So the recruiters can improve the gender balance by amending skill, location, and company filters. And, of course, uh, you know, they can... Look, improve gender representation in your candidate pools with these diversity features. So they can make sure that if you're black, you get put to the top of the list. Congrats, Caden. It's the best day of my life. Yeah, congrats. Um, That if you identify as LGBTQI apostrophe 2S plus minus, uh, that you also can get put to the top of the heap. Unfortunately for you, Alex, you are an average white male. Below average. Okay, I was trying to be nice. Okay, thanks. Just a, well, you're just a re- you're just a regular old white male. Unfortunately, you're going to the bottom of the pile. Un- unhirable. No, and we talk about social media platforms, and they're basically all a dystopian hellscape. But none more dystopian than LinkedIn. And and this may be a strong statement, but it's basically all you see these headhunters on there, and they're looking for employees for their companies. And of course, that they're going to give these people that, like I said, these headhunters, the ability to categorize people, but it's basically like a digital slave auction for employees. Mm. I mean, really, that's why they're trying to break it down by your sexuality or by your you know, gender because these companies have these ESG scores where they have to hire a certain amount of people of color, a certain amount of people of, of you know, this sexuality. So I'm not surprised at all. And this just shows you that you know, you're just a number, you're just a statistic. And a lot of people are going to get hired because of affirmative action. And because the world's not a meritocracy anymore, that's one of our biggest problems. I mean, it's just fascinating to me, Caden, because like we already have 
laws, rules on the books that say that an employer cannot discriminate uh, and you can't be denied employment, right? So you don't have to already be an employee. You can be an employer seeking an employee and you cannot discriminate based on race, sex, all of these things. And now they're like, hey, want to see black people first? Click this categorization. Literally, it's going to be easy for me to get a job. I mean, that's (laughs) an advantage. But no, the uh, LGBTQIA crew as we know, it's it's a mental illness, right, mm-hmm. to be part of this crew. And then they organized a protest and said, no, we're normal, acknowledge us. And then everyone's like, okay. And then now they're like, oh, also you have to hit this quota of LGBTQ people. Right. What happens when the group of schizophrenics goes, hey, we're normal people too, and they protest and it's like, all right, now you have to have you know four schizophrenics in your office. Yeah. And they just add all these different groups because a little protest and you're at the top of the group. I just think that you're you're absolutely right. It's also fascinating because I feel like we are watching the greatest example of DEI mm-hmm. in the Biden administration right now. It's not going well. I'm like, I, it's, it's right there. This is an example of what happens when you hire based on absolutely no qualifications to do the job you need to do, but they check intersectional boxes. You got Karine Jean-Pierre, mm-hmm. who is literally the worst ever. I thought poor man's peppermint patty was the worst, Jen Psaki. It turns out, no. She hired the one person who was worse than her. You've got Sam Britton, yep. who was just charged for, you know, taking people's luggage, or I I should say convicted, pled pled not a uh, pled guilty to a lesser offense of stealing women's luggage because he likes to dress up in women's clothing. You've got Pete Buttigieg who's too busy chest feeding to actually do his job. Like this is the the epitome of the most incompetent people. And when you talk about taking that, extrapolating it, and sending it into every American business, that's terrifying. Yeah, and you forgot to mention Admiral Levine. And then uh, you're right. I did forget that. And then we go back to Sam Britton. Sam Britton right now, I believe, is going under a mental health evaluation mm-hmm. to see if they even, you know, can. I guess he already got convicted. I guess to see what his punishment could be. So basically, they don't even know that if he's ment- mentally capable to go to jail. Yet you have a, a mentally capable to run the nuclear energy a waste. I mean, give me a break. So th- this is the actual saddest part of it all: is the DEI, the diversity exclu- What is it? Uh, exclusion. Diversity equity and inclusion diversity equity inclusion it's not even at a level that they're satisfied with they want it to get even worse so it's about to get way more equitable in this biatch last word caden it's pretty gay (laughs) oh no No. these two are trying to get gay's okay it's okay we love you i never said gay was yeah it's bad to be gay he meant happy it's pretty happy um all right we got to take a break we'll be right back said uh, yesterday that we need amnesty for millions of these illegal immigrants because, you know, who else is going to do things like clean your house? Who's going to be who else is going to be your maid or pick your food? That's all they're good for, I guess. Watch. This country needs immigrants to survive. Immigrants pick the food we eat, rebuild our communities after climate disasters, help construct our infrastructure, power our small business economy, clean our homes, and look after the most precious in our families, our children and our elders. Okay, so they're only good for the manual labor, construction workers, uh, the grunt work, cleaning your home, so your maid, your nanny, or your mammy, or whatever you call them, and um, that's it. 
is what I'm hearing. But don't worry, they're not racist. We're the racist ones over here on the right. Yeah, and that's why they should jump the line for social services you know, in front of vets. Uh, that's why we need to give them amnesty and help them out and give them as many vaccines as they want. And let's just, you know, not help these American citizens. I mean, honestly, the idea that they always say this, oh, well, these these people are going to clean your house. Your house is not going to get cleaned without it. They're talking about themselves. Yes, I mean, you know, they, they are. They're talking about themselves. They're not talking about the average person. The average person doesn't have a housekeeper. The average person, you know, they probably they might have a landscaper, but a lot of people don't even have a yard anymore. So it's like they're not actually appealing to the their, pop, you know, their uh, constituents. And they have no idea that it's racist, Caden. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what, but that's the thing. The, you know, demographic of these immigrants, if they were given amnesty, you know, one day they'll be able to vote maybe, mm -hmm. you know. They're still going to vote for them, no matter what yeah, they yeah, say. They could yeah. say the most offensive thing ever so. to them, but they're like, wait, no, but that's going to benefit me. Free stuff, right? Yeah, and a free, free way in. Um, guys, don't forget, subscribe to Blaze TV if you can. I don't know how much longer I'm going to last on YouTube, especially after these guys were just on my show. Go subscribe at blazetv.com. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.